Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. We got put on my heart today, and really, so, kind of feel like it's, like, this is going to be Christmas for you guys. I really hope you see at the end of this that this is me giving you a gift. I'm not giving you the gift. That is me helping you to realize the gifts, gifts that you have had all along, and hopefully I can help you to understand them and how to use them. And this all came out of God posed a question to me, really, uh, and prep for this, you know, how do we steward the move of God that is happening in the local church and in the body at large? Because as everybody sees what's going on, I mean, across the nation is just this incredible move of God. And so trying to see, you know, okay, what is God doing right now? How do we become a part of that? How do we steward this well? Like, God has is always moving. God, to me, I feel like God is always ready. There's not a time when he doesn't want his people to be free. Like, there's not a point in history where God's like, all right, let's take a break for a little bit. Let's, you know, let's just live in this poverty and then in this hate and in this thing. Like, no, like, he created us for perfection. He created us to, to live in perfect union with him So what it really is, is us catching up with what God wants to do. Us aligning ourselves with what God is saying needs to happen right now. That's how we steward this move. And so my answer to the actual how is we need an intimate understanding of the grace gifts that Jesus has given us. We need an intimate. I need to know. I need to know in my heart, in my bones, the grace gifts that God has given me and how to use them, when to use them. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with the grace gifts, in Ephesians 4, 5 through 13, uh, it says, uh, for the Lord God is one and so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, and one Father, and he is the perfect Father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. And he has generously given each one of us a supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. This is why he says he ascends into the heavenly heights, uh, taking his many captured ones with him, and gifts were given to men. He ascended means that he returned to heaven, Uh, He returned to heaven after he had first descended the heights of heaven, even to the lower region, namely the earth. The same one who descended is also the one who ascended above the heights of heaven in order to begin the restoration and fulfillment of all things. And he has appointed some with the grace to be apostles, some with the grace to be prophets, some with the grace to be evangelists, some with the grace uh, to be pastors, and some with the grace to be teachers. 
And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own work of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain the oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully develop into the abundance of Christ. We need to have an intimate understanding of the gifts, the grace gifts that God gave us to be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher. What I want to do and what I'm going to try and, and quickly do is I want to kind of simplify. Like, we've been asked the question a lot lately, Gigi and I and other leaders, you know, what is the fivefold? What, like, where do I fit in that? Am I even a part of that? And so I want to kind of break down a little bit each one. And like I said, there, I could expound and go into deep you know, studies of all of these. But right now, I'm just going to give you really simple things so that way hopefully this will cause you to ask questions of, is that me? Is that me? Are you graced as an apostle? Do you, do you wake up in the morning? Does it just... Does your heart burn to train and equip and to empower people into their full destiny and calling that God has for them? Have you been graced with the gift to, to, uh, to seek out you know, systems and to set culture? I mean, the, the apostolic, that's what it does. It, it goes into it. It sets the culture, and it brings heaven to earth, and it trains and equips and empowers people. Is that you? Are you graced as a prophet to hear and release the word of the Lord to an individual, to the body, to a region? To hear what God is saying to empower somebody with what God is saying about them right now? Are you graced as an evangelist? Is it, do you just burn on the inside of you just like, I just want to tell people how much God loves them, regardless of where they are, regardless of if they're in the church, out of the church, like I don't need them, I don't need somebody to look or act or think a certain way, because irregardless of that, I know how much God loves that person. Are you graced as a pastor? to lead and guide people into their full calling and identity, to care. Do you have trouble <laughs> You have trouble staying on task because you're more concerned about people's heart than maybe keeping them, you know, 10 to 15 minutes longer in a gathering? <laughs> Are you graced as a teacher? Do you hunger and thirst? thirst for the knowledge of the word with, with a strong desire to bring others into that and to teach them the, you know, the deep revelations that you are getting. The next question, and those are just little, little bits of what it is to be a teacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, you know, an apostle. Next question I was asked was, how how do I know which fivefold gift I have or if I have? 
So going back to Ephesians, in Ephesians 4, verse 7, it says, And he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. And he has generously given each, each one of us a supernatural grace. It doesn't say that there, there was no special requirement there. He has given each and every one of you a supernatural grace for these gifts. Nobody in this room is excluded. Nobody. I think one of the things is when people ask, how do I know which fivefold or even if I do, I would say 99% of the time, it's because they're comparing it to somebody else that they see that functions highly in a gifting. Let's, let's take our senior leader, our apostolic leader. Let's take Caleb, for instance. Even I, when starting, I was like, I would never dream that I could operate in the apostolic because seeing somebody that operates in it in such a high function makes me think, well, that must be what it is then. There's no way I can do that. So that clearly is not one of my gifts. You might be looking at me thinking, okay, my heart, I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to stand up and preach in front of people. I'm not going to talk in front of people. I'm not going to sit on a couch and listen to people, you know, for hours on end about stuff. And it, like that, like I, I'm, I can't do that like Jimmy does. So that cannot be a gifting that I have. To me, that is, that is one of the, unfortunately, the best tools that the enemy uses is comparison for us to compare ourselves to others and say, yeah, that's not me. That's not me. When it says, and he has generously given each one of us. See, it's not one or the other. The question is not which one do I have or if I have. It's really, you know, this is a A, B, C. This is multiple choice. It's it's D or E, whichever one we're at. It's all of the above. You have been given a measure of grace for every gift. For the apostolic, for the prophetic, for the evangelistic, for the pastoral, for a teacher. And some of you, that might be the first time you've ever heard somebody say that about you. And if I could look every single person in the eye, I would, because I want you to believe me that every single person in here has a grace gift, a measure of grace for every single one of these. See, to me, this is the true picture of the mind of Christ. We have dealt in narrow-minded Christianity for too long. And what I mean by that is there's been too many I've been a part of this. I've thought this. Like, I'm telling you, like, God is revealing this to me also. So even though I'm saying this about other people, like, I've been in this. Where, no, it, it, we are past, you know, one man, the one-man show. That is the narrow-minded Christianity. That is you no longer, because when it's led by one, what is it typically? It's pastor-led. Somebody has a shepherd pastoral gift. And everybody says, you're the one that's supposed to lead us. And then everything else after that is now led by this one gifting that happens to be 
the strongest in this one person. And now every lens, everything gets filtered through the body through that one lens, through a very narrow vision. God says he has grace generously given each one of us a measure of grace for all of them. We have to understand that it is not a one-man show. God intended it through his son to give the fivefold to us, these five gifts, so that way it would never, even in yourself, it cannot be a one-man show. You can't. Because if you say, well, I'm a prophet and that's it. I'm a prophet. I'm here to cut. I'm here to give the word of God. That's it. Like, that's what I do. That's it. Don't expect me to be nice. Don't expect me to be pastoral. You know what? That's crap. I'm sorry. That the word of God says you have been given a measure of grace in all of them. So don't tell me that God messed up on you and said, you know what, sorry, I didn't give you any of the apostolic. I didn't give you any of the prophetic. I didn't give you any of this. I gave it to everybody else, but you, I only had enough left for here. That, like, all I had is teacher. Take it or leave it. Okay. No, that's not how it works. He, exactly. Thank you. It's laughable. We have been given a measure of grace in everyone, but... See, and this is where the enemy is so sucks. Because we do, there is one that will stand out. There is one that you have a measure of grace that will stand out more than the rest. Some people have a very high function of all of them. Majority of us, me included, I have a very high grace gift of a shepherd being pastoral. I can't turn it off. I can try all I want. There's been days where I have, me and Jenny Lee, like we're like one and two peas in a pod with pastoral. And there's some days that we're like, because pastors, I mean, we, we feel with our heart, like things that we can be really, really high and really, really low if things aren't going good. Like that's just the, the wave of how it goes sometimes because we just feel so much. And sometimes there's been days where I was like, Jenny Lee, you know what? Forget it. We're not going to be pastors. You know what? I don't care. They can come to us with problems. They can come to us with whatever. Like, I'm just going to be tough. I'm going to be well. I'm going to stand there like, nope, take it somewhere else. And about 45 seconds later, my heart hurts so much from even saying that, that I'm like, forgive me, God. No, please. That's, that's not who I am. It's not who I am. Maybe Jenny Lee, not me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It, I cannot turn it off. It's what makes my heart leap. And you have to ask yourself, what in your daily life, like look back. When you're at work, when you're with your family, when you're at church, when you see somebody in trouble, what jumps to the front? What in you? Is it, is it the apostate? Is it, you know, are you, if you're leaning more towards the apostate, like are you wanting to empower that person to figure it out themselves? Are you wanting to be like, no, I know you got it in you, and even though I could do it for you, and even though I have all the resources, I have this, you, I know if you just, I believe in you. 
I'm leaving you. I had to tell Caleb sometimes, stop believing in me so much. Help me. <laughs> you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a prophet, you know, you, when you see somebody and you're flowing in your grace gift of the prophetic, like, when you see somebody, you just, you just feel this, you're compelled to be like, to listen to God before you listen to them. To hear the voice of God beyond the circumstance in front of you and say, this is what God says. Because most of the time, a good majority of the time, God is, needs to tell you something different than what you see around you. And that's why that gift is so important. The, the evangelist, like, are you just leaving? Like, is it hard for you to sit in this building right now? Is it... <laughs> Pam's got that all wrapped up. Is it hard? Are you just like, you know what? We, we got to go and win them. We got to go and tell them how much Jesus loves them. We got to show them, like, that's great. You did all your things. You did this. But what? we got to go. You know, me as a, you know, as a shepherd, I'm like, at the end of this day, like, I'm pretty spent. I'm, I'm pretty tired after this. And I'm like, you know what? I want to eat. I want to go lay down for a little bit, maybe play some Catan tonight. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm good. I feel like I've done my job for today. The evangelists, they're like, okay, is church done yet? I'm going to go out to eat, and they're going to be scanning everybody. Who needs to hear? Who needs to hear something? Who needs to hear what God says to them today? The pastors and the teachers, you know, it, it is, like I said, as a as pastoral shepherd, like your heart, you lead with your heart. That's really what it is. I found multiple jobs that I was at that people would just come to me with their problems. They just, I was like, I was told all my life, I always look angry. Like growing up, everybody's like, why are you mad? As a little kid, I'm like, I'm not mad. Like your face looks mad. I'm like you're making me mad now. <laughs> I was like, I was having a good day. But even with that, every job I've ever had, people, like they would, one job, I was supposed to get fired because I wasn't selling the way they wanted me to, which was, it was dishonest. And I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm not going to do this because I was worried so much about their hearts and what was on the other end of this transaction. And they were supposed to fire me, but they noticed that every time I was at work, there was just more peace in the atmosphere that when they would get people really, really mad for trying to wrongly upsell them on something, they could then shift them over to me. I wasn't going to get any commission. I wasn't going to get anything because I was going to be honest with them and treat them like a person. And they ended up hiding me from corporate for like six months. So they finally found out, and they're like, you're done. Like, <laughs> you have not met, you know, they got me out of there. But So what, what lights you up is a great indicator. Another one is tragedy. Tragedy is actually a really good, unfortunately, but it can be a really good indicator of where, what is really in your heart. Because you might think you're one thing. You might think, where well, I got a stronger gift in this, I have a stronger gift in that. When tragedy hits, where does your heart go? 
when when something happens like are you are you really like worried about the systems about teaching like okay if somebody dies drunk driving whatever is your heart like mine i don't care who was at fault yes it sucks that somebody drank too much and and did something bad but at the end i'm like where was their heart that drove them to that what happened in their past as a child as whatever that drove them to make a poor enough decision to drink that much and get behind the wheel and either take their life or somebody else's that's where my heart goes somebody that's uh let's say uh, you know evangelistic they really they're not too worried about that instance because that person that person's gone they're like no we're gonna go get the next one we're gonna make sure this doesn't happen to anybody else because they know how much God loves them. And we're going to go and we're going to sit outside every bar and we're going to sit outside every liquor store and make sure whenever they're making that decision to drink too much, we're going to be right there telling them how much, trying to sober them up with the love of God. Knowing where, what tragedy does to your heart is a great indicator of what your strongest fivefold gift is. So how do I step into my grace gift? This is, this is my practical, this is what I hope really helps you into how do I step into my grace gift? First, the first thing you have to do, you have to believe in the why. Why did God give me this? Why did God give me these graces and these gifts? He didn't give you just one, remember that. He gave you gifts. It says in Ephesians 4.12, it lays it out so beautifully. And actually, I'll read, a little, I'll read 11 just to remind you. So, uh, and he has appointed some with the grace gifts to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And their calling, this is our why, and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. That is your why. Caleb said when we first started this church, he said it to me, and the first time I was like, just sounded weird. He was like, you got to die for the why. And I was like, why? I'm like, I don't he died for me. Like, I don't have to die. Like, it's, he's like, you got to die for the why. I'm like, what's the why? And he's like, exactly. Why am I doing this? Why? I think that, I think that, that we can trace that back to just about everything that falls apart in our life, whether it's a marriage, a job, a business, a relationship, a ministry. You were not, you forgot what the why was. You forgot why God originally intended, or somebody, whether it was a marriage or whatever, somebody forgot and did not hold on to the why, to the original intent of the purpose of that thing, and they stopped being willing to die for that why. These grace gifts, they do not work unless you are willing to die for the why. Unless you are willing to say every day, how do I function in this? Because somebody out there needs your grace gift in their life. Somebody out there needs. It says, and their calling is to nurture and prepare 
all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Your job in your gifting is to equip others to build up the body. Are you doing that? There is a room full of believers here. And I know that each and every one of you know other believers in your life. And if you don't, look to the right or left, there's one right there. Are you helping to build them up, to nurture them, to help build them so that way they can stand on their own two feet and do it again and do that for somebody else? That is the why. So now the how. The how is Ephesians 4, 1 through 4. This is all in the Passion Translation. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank given to you in your divine calling with tender humility and quiet patience. Always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another, especially towards those who may try your patience. Still working on that one. Be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace, being one body and one spirit as you are all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. That is our how. There are so many times that as I am functioning, like I didn't know how to be a pastor. I don't know how to run a church. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't like I simply followed the call of God. And as I follow it, he reminds me with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness. No matter how, no matter what gets set in front of me, when my highest gifting of a shepherd is being activated, this is what guides me. The when. Ephesians 4.13, these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully develop into the abundance of Christ. Who thinks that we're there? Do not raise your hand. (laughs) Think it in your head. And let me tell you, we are not. We are not. We have not attained the oneness into the faith. We have not experienced the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. We are not fully matured in that yet. And that's not a bad thing. See, this takes it to, it's not a question of when do I use this gift? Because that's when I think a lot of us will use the excuse of like, okay, I understand why God's given me this. I understand how to accomplish this. I'm going to pray for when the Holy Spirit would want me to use this. Let me seek the Lord and fast for when he wants me. It is not when. It is, the only question is, when do I stop using it? 
When are you done using your gifts? When are you done functioning with the full mind of Christ that to me is five perspectives, five different vantage points of the heart of the Father that says, this is what I need you to use. This is what I need you to use to change the world. Every single one of us, there should be no question, you should be functioning in these now. It might not be at this level, but it is at some level. He has given you a measure of grace for each and every one of these, and God is not a fool. He is not going to throw you into something that you are going to fail, but he is going to give you a gift that he intends for you to use. Who is not using this gift? Who has put it up on the shelf? If you can watch the news for an hour, go home and watch the news for an hour. If none of these five are stirred up in you, you are lying to yourself. Your heart has become so hardened by the world and by circumstance, and I'm sorry that that has happened, but that you don't think that this is your time or that you function in any of these, and that's a lie. God did not send his son on the cross to descend to the earth so he could ascend to heaven to leave us gifts that we don't use. How frustrating is that? Have you ever given something, given someone something that, I mean, you gave them your heart. You gave it, you bled for this thing. To find it in a garage sale a month later find it re-gifted. I think that's what a lot of us are doing. We're re-gifting these gifts saying, oh, thank you, God, but I think this was for them. I think this was actually for you. You seem better at this than I am. You seem better, like, this seems more suited for you. This is more your size. Nope. He gave it to each one of us. He graciously gave it to each one of us so that way every single person in here could change the world, could change the world around them. That is really what we're called to do so that way we can build up the body of Christ until we have the oneness of the Spirit, until we are fully matured. Until that day happens, you don't stop working. You don't stop asking God, how do I use my grace gift today for you? Stand up with me. I can get the prayer team to come up. If you have a question, a thought, a doubt, if I'm talking to you, then you need to come up front and you need to let one of these pray for you and pray, and they will pray that God will start, begin to highlight so strongly. I bet you a lot of you have already felt it. You just didn't even know what it was. This, there, this is not a, oh yeah, he was speaking to me today. That was just for me today. Because with that, a lot of people think, well, yeah, that probably was for them. I enjoyed the worship. No, this is one of those ones there's not a single person in here. This was for every man, woman, and child. 
These are the grace, the gifts that God has given us. And if we don't start functioning in them, God is going to wait or this move is going to pass us by and we're going to be the church that wish we could have participated. We're going to be the people that don't, that at, people in your life need to get the full benefit of you having an intimate understanding of the grace gift that God gave you. You are robbing the people around you by not fully functioning in this. And it's not difficult. It's just, it just takes a step of faith. I've proven to you that you already have it, that you are called, that you have been given this great gift. Now, just start walking in it. Everybody close your eyes. Father God, I thank you right now, Father God. I call forth every grace gift right now, Father God, that you would start to ignite a passion in every single person here, whether it is for the apostolic, Father God, that the apostles will rise up right now in Jesus' name. You guys, I'm sorry, it's way too quiet for what I'm praying for in here. Pray with me. I know there is some of you. Don't be scared by what I said today. Be, you should be excited. Remember, this is Christmas morning. You just get, realize about the best gift that God can give you right now that he trusted you with. And God, I call out the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. I say that you will walk fully in your grace gifts, that your measures will grow, Father God, that every single person in here, Father God, will walk boldly in what they're supposed to do, and that the world around us will change drastically as we understand and we move every step closer to the unity of the body, God, the unity of the spirit, Father God, and that we will not quit until we are done, until you have said yes. Thank you. You are one with me now. Until that day, Father, until every person, man, woman, and child sees, we will keep building. We will keep moving. We will keep growing in these gifts, Father God. I pray right now that we take them off the shelf. We blow off the dust, Father God, and we put them to good use for the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.